I don't know. I'm not even sure the last time I had a bowel movement. I, I can't. I can't Good go. Lord, Mike. I'm not even sure how I should start off whenever we play that audio coming in. Uh, good Lord. I think the only way to do it is, is just how we heard. Good Lord, Mike. Oh, that's hilarious. Good way to start a Friday. And uh, it's a Cinco de Mayo Friday, which, by the way, I'm hanging out up here at 74. New spot. Uh, really, really cool. I'm, I'm going to have to tell you more about this place as we roll, let you know what's on the menu. they got Pacifico specials going on right now. Uh, beautiful day outside. I'm on the patio, so this is going to be a lot of fun up here, Tyler. It's going to be difficult for me to stay engaged. I'm just telling you right now, okay? I've got excuses. Why are you doing tequila shots today, or what? What's what's going on over there? Why? You, Maybe. Why you, hey, hey, and you act like it's there's going to be a lot going on to keep you engaged, yeah. dude. Five o'clock on a Friday, you haven't heard the the Friday at five open in like three weeks because you're normally in a machine or something. With bonus spins. So let's not act like this is a Cinco de Mayo thing. This is like an every day or an every week Friday type of thing. We have a Friday 5 o'clock audio that we play? What is that? <laughs> yeah, it's Sam Pittman. It's really funny. You'll, you, you need to hear uh, it this week. It's great. Yeah. Hey, uh, we're heating up in the old transfer portal, it looks like, huh? Well, not only that, but I guess uh, we have a Connor Near expert on our staff i mean you're oh. the only one that i know that has seen connor near in person so go ahead and tell me when you saw him at mckinney a uh, few months ago how much of a stud he is at inside backer well i didn't i didn't get a chance to watch him a whole lot specifically um but i know that that defense was really really good uh they had some good defensive linemen on that on that team um you know, so they're coached really well. I think that's a good thing. Now, I've seen some of his, you know, just some clips. I don't know, huddle or whatever it is. I don't know. Um, and it's a small sample size. You don't see any bad snaps in, in those things that get released. So um, I like the way that he moves. Uh, I I like the experience that he has. He, he, you know, the stuff that I saw, he's getting people lined up. He's orchestrating out there, has a, a, a good idea of what's coming from the offense. What I love the most about the way that he plays is he plays with a low pad level and he plays square to the line of scrimmage. And if you can do those two things, you can cover up a bunch of the problems that you get into at linebackers. So, um, I'm excited about it. I think he's going to give us some good depth. I, I don't expect him to come in and be handed a starting job right out of the gate. I think it's just a, an opportunity to get an experienced player, add some depth. Uh, he's played some some football, a lot of football, so I think it's overall really good. Well, some people are going to see Ferris States and immediately write him off and say, oh, jeez, we're wasting yeah. a scholarship on this guy, a, a guy that played it. Ferris State, that's not even Division One football. So I, I don't – I mean, this may not be a good question to ask, like, like, what's the overall talent difference from a D2 guy to a D1 guy? But, like, out of the out of the limited film that you've seen, do you see enough, even, a, even as a really good Division Two linebacker, I mean, two-time All-American there, 
can a two-time All-American be a good player at the Division One level? I guess is maybe the better question. Yeah, sure, absolutely. I, yeah, I, I'm. I guess. I guess I'm surprised that there's any type of pushback. Really? Yeah. I'm surprised that you're surprised. I knew there would be once once Ferris State was involved. Well. I guess there's just no real deep thought that goes into it. There's guys that are on scholarship at Oklahoma right now playing football that are like fifth-year seniors that have never played a down. Uh, is anyone upset about that? Right. Well, uh, why? Not, why all of a sudden? Not as much. Why are we upset about a Division two guy that um, clearly playing good enough football to get looks at Division one has played? And has the ability to come in and add depth. I mean, there, there's plenty of guys. I, I don't know how good he's going to be. I, I don't know. Just I haven't seen a whole lot. And obviously, you play against D1 uh, opponents. going to be a little bit more difficult. But, I mean, he, he's, from what I've seen right now, he's at least as good as the rest of the backers we have on on roster right now i mean at least with well and, and he's got what they don't have which is he's got a lot of game time at starting linebacker i know it's which division is what 2 you need. it's you division need that, that 2 position. but 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 at at the collegiate level even if it's division 2 i their defenses are the same they're they're much more um I don't know, com- complex, they're, they're legitimate college-level defenses. Like, he's going to have a lot of experience in very similar schemes and stuff to what we have right now. We just don't have any experience. So, I, I don't know. I, I figure people would be happy. I don't understand. Well, I think it's a good get for what it is, and I think what it is is, like, almost an insurance policy a little bit. I, I, I don't think he's going to be your starter necessarily. Um but you have you add some depth that's like you said played a good chunk of football and, and some really good football up to this point. If this was a starter, if you're adding a starter at backer from Ferris State, okay, let's have a little bit more in depth of, the, of a conversation as to how that translates right away. But I don't think he's going to be playing 50 snaps next year in any game. At least let's hope not. Right? That's not really the expectation here. If I mean the same thing is true. Like if, if they stay healthy at backer, they got a chance to be pretty good there. You just added someone here that could be on your two deep. So for what yeah. it is, I think it's a really good add. Yeah. Well, even if they were adding him for a a starting spot, why? What? We're all of a sudden we're too good to get players from Division Two or junior college or anywhere else in the portal. Why would any of that matter? I guess I'm confused by that. I. The elite players, for the most part, aren't in the transfer portal. You've got to get, you've got to get experience somewhere if you're going to be in the portal. I, I don't know. I get that's frustrating to me. And, and the other, like, how many times do we see guys that are highly recruited that come in and they don't ever do jack squat, right? And on the flip side of that. Go look at the 2019 class if you want some examples of that. But we'll just move on and leave it at that. On the flip side of that, how often do we see guys 
that aren't rated very high, that are maybe three-star type of players, two-star, three-star type of players that don't get any attention, then it doesn't take long before they make some big gains, um, body size, grow into their, their body a little bit, and become a bigger, more physical player maybe than, than anyone had envisioned. I mean, come on. It's, that is a, that is a, a really, really weak take where you have to be actively trying to downplay something like that is that is a like you are actively looking for things to attack whenever if you're going to come after that has to be well i uh tweeted out from our ref account today a a clip of him uh maybe it was at like pitt state this year anyway he he's playing backer and they they tried just something over the middle and he shifts his feet and he gets a pbu like it's it's just a very like it, it was a wear type of play for a for an inside back or middle linebacker, you know. It is a right. good play. First comment we got was hard to get excited about him, and I'm not saying that that's everyone. I'm not saying that that's everyone. But there is some. There are some people where that's the case, but w- w- whatever. Like we can move off from that take and more onto what you get here. You get a back-to-back national champ, and you get a two-time All-American at that level. Text lines uh, popping off right now. I guess we should never have taken uh, Torrance Marshall. Torrance Marshall is one of the many players that people are referencing saying, well, he was just a junior college transfer. I guess we shouldn't have taken him. The thing, though, with Torrance, I don't know if it's the best uh, example because wasn't he a five-star coming out of Miami out of high school? (laughs) Hard to get excited about him, but that's fine. You don't need to get excited about him. Okay, what – Show me a play from any other linebacker on our roster that you're excited about. I've got a newsflash. No one has made a play. No one outside of Danny Stutzman has played even one snap of meaningful football. Not one. Maybe Shane Witters played a series or two of, of football whenever a game is, is in question. Outside of that, it's a big, fat goose egg. Nobody. We just need some depth, man, and he provides yeah. that. Here, here's an itch. I, I actually thought of this name for the 405. Tell me what you think about this. Is Connor near this year's TD roof? We probably missed having TD last year in hindsight. I definitely agree with that last sentence. Do you agree with the first part of it, though? Yeah. He's not... He's TD was not he's the same not size, old, right? He wasn't six two two hundred or two twenty. No, 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 no. He's not as TD wasn't as big, but he was he was more experienced, more veteran. Um, you know, he grew up with a, a a dad that was a linebacker in college and was a Division one uh, linebacker coach and defensive coordinator his entire life. So he's just like. He's like a programmed from birth linebacker. So, like every drill, every like he he could do everything. So, yeah, we definitely missed him last year. And yeah, it's it's the same type of thing. You just you just Adams adding some experience there. Yeah. So Connor Near, it's a, it's a good add. I think Troy Everett's a good add too. Parker and I talked about it a couple of times last hour. I'm gonna guess Bill Beatenbow feels a little bit better about his center depth right now, or maybe just interior offensive line depth. 
entirely. Yeah, it's the same thing. It's, um, I don't know, do we have a bunch of people saying it's hard to get excited about this kid? Here's the thing. Just like at linebacker, who outside of Stutzman, we don't have a single player that's played any meaningful football. After Rame at center, we don't have a single player that's played any meaningful football at center. So uh, it's just we've got to add depth, just how it is. And like I said, in the transfer portal, there's very few elite players. And the ones that are elite are in the transfer portal looking for a massive payday. Right? So outside of that, this is your best bet to try and go out and find good, solid players. They've already had some good coaching, been brought up to the Division One level, um, and you know they've, they've spent a couple years in a legitimate strength and conditioning program. I, they're they're as close to plug and play as you're going to get in college football. Hey, by the way, uh, exactly 423 days until OU is officially an SEC school. Uh, announced today, July 1st, 2024, will be the first day in the SEC. So start counting them down now. 423 days. Four twenty-three. Going to seem like an eternity, huh? most likely. Yeah. That does seem like a really, really long time. Dang. Is that depressing or no? Uh, well, from an excitement level, yes. From yeah. where the football team currently sits today, yeah, no not, 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 not as, not as much, right? So. I kind of have two answers on that one. From the football front, 423, like, let's let's make them all count. But, like, as a season ticket holder, I wish it was 23 days and not 423 days away. That's just me. Yeah, that's true. Well, um, we'll get there eventually. And as we can tell, we still got a long way to go when it comes to building our roster. And um, – you know, we're having to go to the transfer portal right now to find two deep players because we are incredibly thin. Imagine how difficult it is for old Prime at Colorado trying to develop Jeez. a two deep. If they have well, one injury this year, they're done. <laughs> how do you know he's going to have a two deep? He may not be able to have one. Just have a one deep. Just 22 players next year. The next thing, they're going to be running, um, uh, they're going to be playing Ironman football at Colorado. They're going to have a running clock in the second half, and for extra points, there's going to be two dads holding hands with one other arm in the air. That's how they're going to kick extra points. <laughs> like little giants when they were practicing yeah. before the year? Yeah, yeah that's, that's right. perfect. All right, I got you to lock in one segment so far, 11 more to go. Can I do it? I'm not real sure, but at least we're one segment in so far. I, I, hey, yeah, I'm, I, I'm a noble today at the uh, Rose Rock Music Festival. Uh, live music food trucks, vendors all over the place, Rose Rock Music Festival uh, through Sunday. Come check it out in Noble. Yeah, well, uh, good luck because they got $4 Modelo Especials and Pacificos and Corona Premieres and Victorias going on right now. So um, they got train specials. Also, there's a train right here in the back. It went by earlier. I don't know if you guys heard it, but daily train specials when the train goes by. Uh, you get $5 mini margaritas and uh, open daily at 11 a.m. Awesome patio, indoor-outdoor bar seating. It's going to be a really, really fun place. They just opened Monday, so uh, get in here and enjoy this before the crowd shows up. 
All right, we got over-under win totals uh, for DraftKings in college football. OU's at nine and a half, and we'll tell you where everyone else in the country is. Coming up next, right here on The Ref, we're the home of Sooner fans. This is your home for Sooner fans. The Ref Sports Radio Network. Cinco de Mayo Friday, right here on The Rush. Tyler McComas, Teddy Lehman, Knippelmeyer, Chevrolet, text line 405-651-3439. In 2017, OU's over-under win total was 9.5. They hit the over on that. In 2018, the over-under win total was 10. They hit the over on that. In 2019, the over-under win total was at 10.5. They hit the over on that. 2020, I couldn't find one post-COVID. I don't know if that was released or not. But pre-COVID, it was 10.5. Obviously, they didn't even play that many games in the regular season. 2021, their over-under was 11. That was a miss. Last year, their over-under was 8.5. That was a miss. This year, Teddy, according to DraftKings, OU's over-under is 9.5. Are they going to hit that, or are they going to be in the uh, on the under side of things for the third consecutive year? Um, we got a better chance of hitting the over this year than we did in the COVID year where, what, it was a 10 and a half and we only played 10 games. That was a – they yeah. set a difficult line on us there. Yeah, I that think was that hard. was the pre – I think that was the pre-COVID <laughs> line, I'm guessing, because that's the only one I could find for 2020. What a sucker uh, bet that was. Let's see. Um, you said it's nine and a half? Yeah, correct. Uh, I, would, I, would, I would take the over, but – how you good know, do you feel I, about it? I feel pretty good about it. It's I, – I can't look at the schedule and find three losses on there. I mean, I'm not, I'm not trying to act like we're, we're a 10-win team that is equivalent to any of the other 10-win teams that we've had in the last 20 years. I'm not saying that. All I'm saying is I can't find three losses on the schedule as I look at it right now. With, you know, baking in that I think there's some, like, I think we're going to be overall just generally a better football team. God, I hope we play smarter. I, I hope we don't make a bunch of critical mistakes. I hope we don't, you know, miss a bunch of easy layups. Um, and I think that there's some spots where I generally believe that we're going to be much improved over la- over last year. A lot of that is defense, and we've got the we got the the chance to be quite a bit better on offense. But there's some things that have to come around. Now I agree on all fronts. However, eight and a half was the over under last year, and I'm sure I was spouting off. Well, I don't. I can't find four losses on this schedule. I probably said something very similar last year. Obviously, yeah, well, four losses happened on the schedule. But last year's schedule was a lot more difficult, too. Like, I, I do recognize and realize that. And well, that I is still the main can't find point. four losses on last year's schedule. <laughs> unfortunately, right? I feel like I still Unfortunately, I feel like I uh, still can. But, no, I, the schedule's a lot easier this year. Like, that, that's, the, that's the point more than how great this football team's going to be. Sure. Yeah. No, I, 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 would, I, would, I would play the over as well. Um, because that's, dude, that's where my expectations, like, just start. Like, that's the baseline for it. So yeah. anything under, yeah, like, if they hit the under on this, then it's going to be, in my opinion, a massively disappointing year. Well, yeah. If they hit the under on 
nine and a half, they win nine games. I I don't know if I, I could be more disappointed than last year, but if they were to go nine and three with this schedule and they win three more games, I'd, it'd be pretty close, I think. It'd be pretty close. Yeah. I don't know, brother. I'm just telling you right now, and I'm, I know I'm, I'm no different than any of the other fans out there, but I, if, if, we, if we don't win ten games with the schedule that we've got, I, it's going to be more than disappointing. It'll be, it'll be tragic. Like that's the only other word I can fill in. I need a thesaurus tragic. right now. No, tragic is good. That's that's very yes. You're, uh, I think tragic is very fair, because there's that's another Texas loss cooked in most likely. I'm guessing, and two losses to a couple of teams that might win about six or seven games this year, maybe eight. Tragic yeah. is a good place to start. Now I know there's some programs that, you know, eight and five, which after a bunch of five and sevens, I get it. But uh, eight and five is like, oh buddy, like th- next year is the year. Let's throw a party. Can't wait. This is going to be amazing. If we go eight and five, I uh, there's going to be people with pitchforks, and I uh, I don't know. We may have a riot on our hands up there at the Switzer Center. That's just how are it you goes. Encourage, are you encouraging a riot if they're nine and three next year? No, That's what it sounds like I'm encur- I'm just saying if I'm encouraging you win ten games at least, maybe more. 11. Pretty good idea. Unless you want to start off your first year in the SEC, potentially on a hot seat. Yeah, winning 10 games, I think, is in everyone's best interest this year. Uh, From the text line, from the 405, we didn't lose seven games in 2022. We just gave away five wins. Yeah, that is exactly right. That is exactly right. The same exact football team last year, I – all you had to do in almost every game is make I with all the 50 or 60 screw-ups that there were in those losses just not make one of those like you don't have to go out there and play some perfect play or have some dramatic come from behind game-winning touchdown drive nothing like that just catch a wide open pass hit a 40-yard field goal cover a a wide receiver to the flat, make a one-on-one tackle and not even in space. Yeah, a bunch of easy stuff. Sooner Soldier says, just look at the games DG is playing in and you'll easily find three losses. Jeez. Uh, <laughs> 405, couldn't find three before last year either. Yeah, that's that's what I was saying. Hey, I'll tell uh, you right now. Mm-hmm. We will not lose three games with uh, – that Dylan Gabriel starts next year. You know why? Guaranteeing it. Oh, yeah. Because if he loses one, let me tell you True. something, buddy. Jackson Arnold, buckle your chin strap. You're going in. True. Yeah, this staff's got way too much on the line in year two. I, No, I, that's, that's I say a that, very good I mean, point. Not, not one. But two. Uh, like but, it, two. but two. But two. Depending on where they come on the scale. Like, yeah. if, if those two losses happen – before we get to November, no, I think that we have a real situation on our hands, for yeah, sure. You go out and you lose a thriller to Texas or something like that, then, you know, 
you're not benching Dylan Gabriel, but uh, unless like he has some bad play that leads to the loss, and I, you still I don't even know about that. But you lose to Cincinnati, or you lose I don't know. Insert any other random uh, former Big East or uh, Mountain West. BYU. Team in there. I saw a projection today, and these are all just predict projections. Maybe people don't know. BYU picked to finish last in the Big Twelve this year. So, look, I, I understand it might be cold when OU goes to Provo in November. They have no business losing to BYU, just like they have zero business losing to a team like Cincinnati. I, I just thought don't that was want... Houston that was picked last. Well, that was in another one. <laughs> like, oh, okay. it, it, a new Big 12 team is always picked to finish last in what I see. I just don't want to go into a season where it's okay if they lose to a school like Cincinnati or BYU. It's not, it's not okay. It's not okay to lose to a team like that. I don't. Which, I, I don't think that's the expect. I just don't want that to be an okay loss. Well, something weird. I just thought of. Holgerson is now coached at four Big Twelve schools. Not weird. Yeah, he lived in a Tech, hotel in Stillwater, Oklahoma State, West Virginia, and Houston. God, is that Pretty wild? Trying to think if there's anywhere else. Maybe he found his Probably. way in Waco for like. Maybe he took a job in Waco for like three months and ended up going to Tech later on. Probably I, I did. Know. Probably um, did. Let, let me throw some other over-unders at you. you. You stop me when you hear one that's interesting. Iowa State is at five and a half. Hmm. You've got KU at six and a half. Dang. Okay. Oof. You've got Kansas State at eight and a half this year. I'll take the over Tex- on that. I. I'll have to check out their schedule to see what exactly it looks like, but I'm I'm a little more bullish on Kansas State, and maybe I'm falling into a bit of a trap here, but they're going to have a really good offensive line. They're always solid on defense. Will Howard looked really good last year, the last half of the season at quarterback. Um, I'm still hesitant on him because of I've seen – Seen him play some great quarterback last year, but before that, I've seen him look like the most dreadful quarterback in Division One history. So I'm 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 really hesitant on on Howard, but I know they're missing some guys. The, you know they the uh, King Felix, the D end, um, Deuce Vaughn, Malik Knowles. They're missing some big time. But they might players. have the single best position group in all the Big Twelve next year with their offensive line. Some might yeah. say Texas wide receivers or throw another one out at me. I Honestly, man, like right now, with what they have coming back, like Cooper Beebe, he, um, he might be a first-rounder next year potentially, like yeah. late first-rounder. I, I would say right now that's the best position group top to bottom in the Big 12 is K-State's O-line. Yeah. They're, well, I, there may be another group that's better, but as far as like experience, like they are just rock solid all the way across. So – yeah, I would take the over on on KSU. Like Texas Kansas, at nine they're, they're one of my favorites to to make the championship game. Texas at nine and a half, same number as OU, with a much more difficult schedule. Yeah, Ooh, that's yeah. Ours is nine and a half, and and theirs is nine and a half. Yep, same number. Jeez. Yeah, that. You have to be a way better football team to to win ten games with Texas's schedule than you do Oklahoma's schedule. And it ain't even US, close. USC's at nine and a half as well. Much more difficult schedule than OU too. Yeah. 
that's tough. You know, here's the one thing. Uh, the University of Southern California has the best player in college football, and I would probably argue they have the best player in college football by a mile. So that helps them out. They've got that trump card. Texas does not have that trump card. Uh, I'm Me likes this one, and I don't really normally like taking the over on teams that are north of 10, but I'm just not selling on Alabama like everyone else. Bama's at 10 and a half. So for that not to not hit, Bama's going to have to lose two regular season games, and their toughest games are at home this year. Give me the over, please. Yeah, that's that's an interesting one. Man, my guess is you may get that. You may get a value on that before there's the season actually kicks off, because with with all of the hate that's that's coming through on Alabama right now, my guess is people are going to be taking that under, and you may get a little bit of value. So, I don't Georgia know. I'm not, at I'm not taking half. a. I'm not going against Alabama on a win total season. Uh, there's there's other options around there. Oh, Tyler, you hear the train going by? That means uh, five dollar mini margaritas. Nice. Same train that rolled through here about 45 yeah. minutes ago, I'm, I'm sure of it. Real quick, Georgia 11.5. They're going to have to go undefeated for you to hit the over on that. A&M's at 7.5. And, and then Florida, the proud Florida Gator football program, the national champions in 2006 and unfortunately 2008. 5.5 is their over-under. Not even to make a bowl game. Oof. Wow. Oof. Brutal. Yikes. Brutal. All right, let's hit a quick timeout. More from the rush coming up. Keep hitting the Knippelmeyer text line, 651-3439. I'm hanging out today up at 74. 7412 North Class and Boulevard between Wilshire and 63rd. Really, really cool. We've got good drink specials going on, Cinco de Mayo specials, $4 Modelo's, uh, Pacifico's, Corona Premier's, and Victoria's. And like I said, the daily train specials, $5 mini margaritas when the train goes by. Open daily at 11 a.m., awesome patio with indoor and outdoor uh, bar seating. Really, really cool place up here, 74, brand new. Come see us. Cinco de Mayo Friday on the rush. Tyler McComas, Steady Layman. I am at the Noble Rose Rock Music Festival right here in Noble, Oklahoma. The action gets underway today, all the way through Sunday. Looking for something to do tonight or at any point this weekend. Come out to the Noble Rose Rock Music Festival. We've got live music. We've got food trucks. We've got vendors all over the place. Uh, maybe Teddy will come out here this weekend and get an airbrush tattoo. Maybe a Who's headlining? across one of his biceps. Cledence, uh, Credence Clearwater Revisited. No, I have no idea who's headlining out here. I'll, uh, oh, okay. I'll, I'll get you that information before we get out of here today, I promise you. Uh, by the way, OU will officially be in the SEC July 1st of 2024. And I read an article today about the Texas president, Jay Hartzell. I guess he's going to the SEC spring meetings, and he was commenting on it saying, it's going to be weird, like I'm going to be there, but I'm not going to have any voting rights because we're not officially in yet. Tell me what you think about this quote from the Texas president. I don't want to come in here guns blazing. Texas on occasion has a reputation, as you know, being an alpha. I'm happy to come in and just start being a part of the team. <laughs> How about that? <laughs> Calling no, themselves no, no. an alpha 
I swear to yeah. you, I'm reading it. It's ESPN.com. Texas on occasion has a reputation, as you know, being an alpha. I'm happy to come in and just start being a part of the team. <laughs> what? Actually, no, 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 no. Texas has the reputation of shooting their mouth off and being a loud mouth and uh, a whiny brat. That is not an alpha. <laughs> that is hilarious. An alpha. Nothing screams alpha more than uh, winning, what, three conference championships in 26 years? Yeah, 1996, two, 1996 2005, and 2009 yeah. is what they have to show for it. Yeah. yeah. Guess our definitions. Alpha. Now. Well, and, and here's the thing. It's like anything else. If you have to tell people that you're an alpha, you know what I mean? Like, well, you guys know us being in an alpha. Normally it's. You know, I, I normally that means Jay doesn't even think that that's true. I just thought it was funny that he had to throw out there that, yeah, you know us, Texas and Alpha. No, I did not know that, actually. That's hilarious. That is hilarious. Well, so how, you said it a minute ago. How many days is it to the SEC? Three, 343, maybe. I already oh, okay. lost count. I don't know. Should have yeah. written it down. All right. A, a, a lot, basically. Well, actually, it would be more than that. It was like four hundred and something. Whatever. Yeah. It's it's a long it's a long uh, ways away, unfortunately. But yeah, right. that that Texas president giving that quote is just it's unbelievable. Hey, you mentioned um, you mentioned Kansas State earlier, and speaking yeah. of all these post spring top uh, top twenty fives, they're getting a lot of love, and I I think rightfully so. I think that they should start out in you know, the top 25 to start the year, even those though those don't really matter anymore. But I'm seeing them in top 20, like somewhere around 16. That's interesting. Quite the discrepancy between Vegas and those top 25s. What was their win total? It was eight and a half? Eight and a half, yeah. Lower than OU's, lower than Texas. Mm. They may have had the third highest in the Big 12, I think. Actually, I think that – I mean, you can be a you can be an eight win top twenty five program, but that's typically only reserved for the University of Texas. Everyone else is out of the top twenty five with a season like that. Kansas State would most likely be one of those teams that wouldn't be able to be a top twenty five with with eight wins. But um, yeah, I like I said, I, I if I had to pick right now. I would say that Kansas State is one of the representatives in the Big 12 championship game. Nothing is worse than the guy who tries to be an alpha, says the 405, and it's really not. Uh, from the 405, Texas is a bravo, not an alpha. Do the math. Uh, Jim in Arlington says, you slap around one bevel dozer slash wildcat QB team, and all of a sudden you're an alpha? Yeah. Well, it does feel like that one game has totally changed the narrative on those guys, which is interesting. The the one thing that a true alpha does not do is number one, never even mentions the word alpha. Nobody nobody saying. says that. No one. That's funny. But well, hey, you know what? Fitting. It's funny and it's fitting and. They are an endless amount of humor. It is, uh, it's brilliant. You got to love it. So, like I say all the time, out of all the rivalries OU could have had, they picked the very best one. 
They pick the best one and the easiest one to make fun of. It's great. Uh, 423 days until July 1st, 2024. And in pure text line fashion, they let us know that Monday will be 420 days until OU well, is in the SEC. That's what I was actually uh, getting at. I was wondering when that day was going to be and <laughs> Monday. if uh, Gunny of Stutzman Army is going to be celebrating. Uh, that's... About to go 10 10- about to go 10 rounds with Jose Cuervo. Happy Cinco de Mayo. Yes, happy Cinco de Mayo to everyone out there. And I, I guess you're at a pretty legit Cinco de Mayo spot, correct? Oh, yeah. Sounds you kidding like me? Yeah, awesome. Uh, 74 just opened on Monday. Really, really cool place up here between Wilshire and 63rd on Classen Boulevard. Uh, it's so cool. It's, it's brand new. And when I say they just opened, like, the building is brand new. This little park area is brand new. Uh, it's it's fantastic. They've got a really cool menu. Um, they've got all kinds of drinks. Like I said, indoor and outdoor bar seating. I'm hanging out on the patio. Just a perfect, cool spot out here. So come and check us out today. Can I? No better. Yeah, go ahead. Can I? Can I? Can I finish that? And I got one quick uh, question for you on where you're at. Yeah, uh, $4 Modelo's, Pacificos, and Corona Premier's, and Victoria's. You have to keep one, and you have to cut one. Mexican food, Mexican beer, and tequila. Keep one and cut one out of your life. Um, I'm keeping – oh, I'm cutting tequila. Okay, let's just – I'm cutting tequila. I've been trying tequila. for a while. To no success, um, but maybe my pick so too. I can only keep beer or Mexican food. Yeah. Um. Dang, that is that is you need a, a break very to think about it. Sounds like someone needs a, sounds like someone needs a break to think about it. To me, maybe he needs to sample some food or some Mexican beer over there well, to make his final decision. Seventy-five percent of the beer that I drink is. Like Modelo, Pacifico, Corona, that's typically what I drink 75% of the time. Now, I love Mexican food, but I don't eat Mexican food 75% of the time. Makes one of it's, 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 I wouldn't say it's on rare occasions, but, oh, man, I love it. I will, uh, I'm going to toss the food, though, and keep the beer. Oh, whoa. Okay. Sandwich in a can, Tyler. Sandwich in a can. We'll see what All the right. text line has to say next about it. Yeah. Hit us on the text line, Knippelmeyer text line, 651-3439. We'll take a quick timeout and come back and wrap up our number one. This is the Ref Sports Radio Network. Cinco de Mayo Friday on the rush. Tyler McComas, Teddy Lehman, Knippel Meyer Chevrolet text line, 405-651-3439. I asked Teddy last segment, uh, he's got to keep one and he's got to cut one. Mexican food, Mexican beer, or tequila. He was, he was very quick to cut tequila out. The Mexican food and the Mexican beer question wasn't as easy. He finally settled on Mexican beer is what he would keep, which I agree with you uh, on, by the way. However, there's at least one person on the text line saying, if you keep the beer, you are a confirmed alcoholic. So I guess that's where both you and I are at today. Confirmed alcoholics. Is that true? I don't that think it's true. That seems a bit dramatic. 
I don't think that it's true, but it is still being said. Yeah. I don't know. It may be one of those things where I happen to be on a patio on Cinco de Mayo looking at a bunch of uh, ice-cold beverages and Pacifico uh, marketing stuff that looks awesome and uh, drink specials. So if you caught me on a different day, I may keep the food. But I'm not keeping uh, tequila. I don't know if I would. Like yeah. most people, I can that, tell that's you if you're an alcoholic. the exact yeah, There's, there's day. an alcoholic if you keep the tequila. Right. Uh, like most people, I can tell you the exact date of when uh, I I gave up tequila, and it happened to be 20 years ago. All right, so um, not coming back. Sounds like that was at the uh, Teddy Lehman, Jason White's corner of uh, Norman. That's what that sounds like to me. Same time frame, right? Well, it didn't start there, but it ended there. <laughs> nice. Uh, <laughs> nice. I can't make a margarita with Mexican beer. Uh, Gunny says, I have a damn Pacifico in my hand right now. Yeah. Eric in the OC, so many better beers than most Mexican beers. I, uh, I agree with that. Hey, What's uh, Gunny way, doing with the Pacifico in his hand? You can't smoke a Pacifico. Well, he's got two hands, Teddy. You didn't ask ah, about the other one. Good point. Good point. Ask about the other one. How about Alabama upsetting Vanderbilt last night in baseball, 11-2, fifth-rate uh, Vanderbilt? And for no other reason we care than we know what's going on with their head coach right now. Yeah. He's basically, I guess, telling a, a high school baseball coach to bet on their games. So just when that was released yesterday and he got fired, his team still goes on the road and beats a top-five team by nine runs. I, I got to say, that's pretty impressive by Bama. When I first heard that story, I was like, surely that can't be real. And then I saw a picture of the Alabama baseball coach. I was like, oh, yeah, that guy's totally guilty. Totally guilty. All right. uh, Quick timeout. More from the rush coming up. We got hour number two coming up next here from 74. Brand new spot up on class in between Wilshire and 63rd. $4 Modelo's, uh, Especial's, Pacifico's, Corona Premier's, and Victoria's. 